It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. Good Monday evening. Thank you for being here. My name's Josh Ward. There's a lot to get to over the next half hour. Wednesday, we'll wrap up the 2020 signing class for Tennessee, kind of. There is a player who Tennessee is pursuing who is most likely going past Wednesday with his announcement. So we'll have an update for you on him coming up on in just a moment. Running back Zach Evans, as Jesse Simonton of AllQuest is going to stop by. We're going to talk about the other key players that Tennessee is pursuing right now as well. That's coming up here in segment number one. And then I'm going to talk a little recruiting for 2021 as well, with Tennessee picking up another commitment in that class over the weekend. I'll get to that in segment number two, as Eric Kane's going to talk to you about him as well as his teammate, a guy who is actually committed to Florida State, but is very much considering Tennessee. Yeah, things are already off and running in the 2021 class. So I'll get to all of that here on Football Futures, which you can always go back and listen to in the podcast section of the WNML app. You can hear it online as well. 991thesportsanimal.com. Sam Foreman's producing the show and always does a great job in getting the show posted for you after the fact online and on the WNML app. It's Football Futures covering what's going on with Tennessee football recruiting. I want to welcome to the show Jesse Simonton from VolQuest.com. He covers Tennessee football and is keeping up with what's going on with recruiting with signing day coming up on Wednesday to kind of close things out with the 2020 class. Follow Jesse on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, thanks for the time as always. I said kind of close things out because the first player I'll ask you about is running back Zach Evans, a highly touted player who will likely be going past Wednesday, it looks like. So just kind of the latest with the uh, the talented running back out of Houston, Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the saga continues part infinity, Josh. I mean, the, the, this this deal right now is kind of the never-ending story. Um, you know, and talking to folks, Austin Price had, had the big update on our site uh, on Monday morning, but in talking to some more folks, I mean, I fully expect this to extend well past National Signing Day on, on Wednesday. This is a guy who's, you know, delayed multiple times to begin with. He's never actually publicly committed to a single school, has behind the scenes committed to multiple schools. Obviously, everyone knows the story that he signed with Georgia, was then let out of his national intent. Um, so he can't sign on Wednesday. So with that kind of open-ended uh, decision still on his hands. He can sign a financial aid agreement with multiple schools, but he can't actually sign a national letter of intent. He still has some official visits um, remaining. So in talking to folks, he is going to extend his recruitment into March, possibly April. And right now it's kind of, you know, where in the world is Zach Evans going to show up in, in May? He's a guy who has already, uh, you know, graduated high school he enrolled he was envisioning enrolling early but because he can't come to a decision or hasn't come to a decision or a school wouldn't let him enroll whichever one of those three you know options is kind of out there you know he he is uh just kind of working out at multiple spots so uh, one interesting little note you know Zach Evans was in Nashville this past weekend and so Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin actually went and and right before the end of the dead period spent a, a lot of time with him on Friday in Nashville as part of kind of their final in-home pitch, their final visit. They, they, they could still visit with him in March, but Lane can't get any more face time with Zach Evans. Tennessee opted not to go to Nashville and not visit Zach Evans. Now, it, it's a little bit unclear why they didn't send Jay Graham just to go kind of check on him, see him, but they purposefully and, and perhaps deftly decided to hold that bullet in the chamber in terms of Jeremy Pruitt going and seeing Zach Evans because – 
he will be able to go visit Zach Evans coming out of the dead period whenever in March. So the thinking is right now, Zach Evans is likely going to take an official visit to Florida in, in March or, or early April. He could also still visit Oregon, Southern Cal. Seems like they are not going to host him on a visit. Right now, it's you know probably a Tennessee, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Forever, I think, is going to kind of linger in this deal. Um, and then who, you know, which new schools kind of join the equation with Florida being the latest team that, you know, he was scheduled to visit Florida this past weekend uh, for the final weekend of national before National Signing Day. He canceled that visit. Now it sounds like it's going to be back on. Again, the drama kind of continues. This is one that we haven't really seen before with all the twists and turns. But the basic thing is Zach Evans, barring a, a truly shocker, is not going to sign or are not going to announce a decision, excuse me, on, on National Signing Day come Wednesday. Do you expect Tennessee to see this all the way through? I guess I'm asking you to speculate long-term here, but could, could you see Tennessee saying we want to move on, or do you think Tennessee does see it all the way through until he makes a, a truly final decision? Well, this may be teasing kind of some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, but I, I actually think Tennessee's going to be left with a spot regardless of what happens. So it's going to behoove them or it would behoove them to kind of continue to kick the tires or kick the can down the road really as long as this thing unfolds. So uh, if they were totally full or if they had a guy that maybe they could absolutely get in the fold on Wednesday, perhaps that would be a tough call. But since they're going to have a spot, at least right now it looks like they're going to have a spot, um, I think it's an easy decision that you kind of keep recruiting him until a decision is ultimately made. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. So where do you think things stand with the other guys that we've talked about here over the last few weeks? You have wide receiver Malachi Weidman that Tennessee has been in the mix with and then athlete D. Beckwith, uh, who has uh, visited Tennessee and thought very highly of the Vols. What, what do you think about where things stand with Tennessee's final few spots? Yeah, starting with D. I mean, Tennessee got the final in-home visit last week before the dead period. D did not go anywhere this past weekend. So uh, when you add the news that Larry Scott, his, one of his main recruiters at Florida, um, has reportedly gotten the head coaching job at Howard, um, I think that the, the, the signs kind of continue to point in Tennessee's direction there. You know, Dee's uh, half-brother Cameron Beckwith is a preferred walk-on. We've talked about that before. Dee really likes uh, Tennessee's pitch to kind of utilize him in a, in a variety of ways offensively, not just as kind of a pure tight end, but a guy that maybe can play some H-back, play some even running back, split out to the uh, the slot and play some wide receiver. So I think Tennessee feels good about uh, kind of where they stand with the Florence-Alabama native. Malachi, I think, is much more of a coin flip right now. You know, Florida State has tried to continue to, to hold on to their wide receiver commit. I, I do not expect that to happen. I think Malachi is going to end up elsewhere. He did, he did go to Ole Miss this past weekend, and while it was thought to be kind of a Tennessee-Oregon battle, I think the Rebels and Lane Kiffin have really kind of swung hard there. Uh, and right now I think we're looking at a coin flip with a decision that perhaps has not still been made with Tennessee, you know, maybe sitting at the 49% if you were going to, you know, percentage things this out with the Ole Miss maybe a slight lean right now. But, again, anything can happen come, you know, 48, 24 hours before signing day. There are going to be some Tennessee versus Lane Kiffin battles here over the next few years, aren't there? Yeah, and, and you know, this one's interesting because this is obviously a Florida kid, but I think you've seen Lane really start to attack Memphis. That's, that's not a surprise. That, that's an easy pipeline for Ole Miss. That's an area that they've had a lot of success in uh, historically. Um, you know, I think Marcus Henderson and some other guys in this 2020 class are ultimately going to end up there who have not even, you know, announced decisions yet. 
they've obviously uh, already going hard after some of the 21s and 22s there. So you, I would expect Tennessee and, and Lane to bump into each other a bunch here over the next couple seasons. Hey, Jesse, you also mentioned with Zach Evans' recruitment, new running backs coach Jay Graham. He was made official, his hire was made official last week by Tennessee. We've talked about the possibility of him joining Tennessee staff. Now that that has happened, what did you think with that news, him joining Jeremy Pruitt's staff heading into this upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, Jay was was just kind of the sensible hire, I think, all along. He was the right fit. I, I wrote a column on it, you know, right when Austin Price broke the news of, of Jay's return to Tennessee. I, I think it's kind of a variety of factors. The fact that, you know, it, it's not that he played here. That, that's a nice little uh, addition. But, you know, as I kind of noted, you know, it's great that T. Martin played here and, 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 you know, won a national championship at Tennessee. But that in and of itself doesn't mean you're going to land – you know, all these four- and five-star studs, it's having a knowledge of kind of the working surroundings of Tennessee, knowing this state, knowing the high schools. Jay's the guy who came up, worked at UT Martin, worked at Chattanooga, has worked at Tennessee. So there's, you know, knowing some kind of recruiting landscape around here, even more beneficial, and I think a big reason why Jeremy Pruitt wanted Jay Graham back on staff. Uh, He obviously worked with Jay at Florida State. Jim Chaney's worked with Jay before. Um, so the, there's a familiarity there, but Jay has a lot of ties in, in, you know, the Virginia and North Carolina where he was an All-American. So the, Tennessee has historically been very good uh, when they've been able to coach kids out of the Carolinas. You know, Clemson's rise has made that much more difficult. You've seen Georgia um, and some other schools really hit those two states hard uh, as well the last couple seasons. So Tennessee wants to get back in the mix there. They've landed a Clavaris Crouch you know, or a Matthew Butler kind of every other cycle, but I think they'd like to be much more consistent players there. And Jay has a history also of, of, of he has developed in himself in, into a good coach, a legitimately good assistant coach who can make players better. And, and we saw it at Florida State with a guy like Carlos Williams who did not come to the, to the Seminoles to play running back and ended up rushing for 20-some-odd touchdowns one season. You know, he, he's, he's, he's had stars with like Dalvin Cook and then, uh, a guy like Trevion Williams at, at, at Texas A&M last season set the school record for all-purpose yards. So the expectation is that Jay's going to come in here and, and kind of continue the work that David Johnson did on the recruiting trail in the 2020 class, just probably in a different you know area, different recruiting market, um, and then also kind of continue to build and, and maybe get even more production out of a guy like Ty Chandler and, and continue to see the growth from a guy like Eric Gray. And then thoughts on replacing Kevin Scher with him having left to go to the Giants? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, Niedermeyer has kind of, you know, talking behind the scenes, made it no secret that I think he would potentially like to coach defense. He kind of started his career as the GA on that side of the ball. Um, that's when Jeremy kind of first caught his eye. Uh, so I think that that right now, it's not official yet, but the, the, the likelihood is that Brian will switch over and, and coach inside linebackers with Joe Osavet, um, who's done a nice job thus far in the 21 class, getting kids to campus. Um, Joe kind of has his talents in, in 2021 quarterback Christian Ballou, who's probably Tennessee's most realistic quarterback option right now, with five-star Brock Vandergriff off the board, five-star Caleb Williams, likely leaning towards Clemson or Oregon. So uh, right now the, the, the domino would be with Jay Graham on staff. The salary pool is a little bit different because you remove that $700,000 that Kevin Sherrill was making as the defensive uh, special teams coordinator, excuse me, and inside linebackers coach. So Jay makes 575. You have some more money to play with. Obviously, coaches like Brian Niedermeyer, Will Friends, some others on staff are going to get raises. 
but you then promote Joe Osavet um, at, at a salary number not not too dissimilar from what Niedermeyer made in his first season as an on-field coach or a guy like Terry Fair when he first came back here. So right now that's the expectation. It's not finalized. Jeremy could still make a you know a different decision should uh, another coach catch his eye, but I do think that's the way it's, it's likely to play out. They have you covered with what's going on with recruiting, trying to close out the 2020 class Tennessee is at VolQuest.com, and then everything else off the field, including Tennessee's coaching moves. VolQuest.com is where you can read his work, and you can follow him on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Hey, Jesse, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much, and we'll talk again here soon. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. Appreciate Jesse making some time here on the show as he does each Monday night, and the recruitment of Zach Evans continues to be interesting at least entertaining and maybe frustrating for fans to follow and it doesn't look like something that is expected to end this week we'll come back here on football futures and talk a little bit more about recruiting for 2020 as well as recruiting in the 2021 class tennessee picking up another commitment for next year eric kane stops by to talk about him that's coming up next on football futures on fm 99.1 the sports animal the future of college football now back to your host Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. Thanks for being here on this Monday evening. Eric Kane's going to take over coming up at 7:30 and you'll actually hear from him in just a moment with a little talk on the 2021 class. Wednesday will be signing day, so we'll get really some finalization with the recruiting rankings. Again, it will go past Wednesday because of the Zach Evans sweepstakes if that's what we should be calling it. But I thought I'd give you a quick update on where things stand going into Wednesday with the recruiting rankings for 2020. If you look at the 247 Sports Composite Ranking, Georgia has the number one class in the country. Georgia is also ranked number one according to rivals. 247 has Alabama at number two in the composite. Clemson is number two according to rivals. And then just flip those two spots uh, from one site to the other. Going with the composite here, LSU is number four. Ohio State is number five. Then you have Texas A&M, Auburn, and Florida, six, seven, and eight. Tennessee is number 14 in the composite rankings, number 11 according to rivals. So depending on what Tennessee does and what happens with a few schools around Tennessee, the Vols will have a chance to climb. If you look at the composite ranking, Tennessee being 14th in the nation puts the Vols at number 7 in the SEC. Again, a reminder of the level of competition. Then you go down to number 19 for South Carolina and number 24 for Kentucky looking for some other SEC teams. So right now, Tennessee is projected to have the number seven team in the SEC and still have a top 10 to 15 class in the nation. Now, recruiting has already begun and has continued on for 2021. Tennessee picked up another commitment over the weekend from Daryl Jackson, a defensive end out of Havana, Florida. And he has a teammate, Joshua Farmer, who is committed to Florida State, but very much considering Tennessee. Eric Kane had a chance to talk to him and then write a story on Farmer and Jackson for VolQuest.com. And I had Eric stop by the studio earlier today to talk about him. So we talked about Joshua Farmer, and Eric talked about what stood out in talking to Farmer. Well, first thing that stood out to me was uh, he immediately came out and said his recruitment is 100% open. This is a guy that took a visit to Florida State last week, said he really enjoyed meeting meeting and talking with Mike Norvell. He likes the staff. He likes the history and the tradition of the Seminoles putting defensive linemen uh, out into the NFL. So he committed to Florida State last weekend comes and picks up an offer from Tennessee and, and says, hey, my recruitment is 100% open. The second thing that stands out is his teammate, Daryl Jackson, uh, at Gadsden High School down there in uh, Haverna, Haverna, Florida, um, went ahead and committed to Tennessee. And he said that those two are a package deal. 
And so it's it's kind of early on right now, but obviously he wants to play with his teammate and, uh, and Daryl Jackson, who just committed to Tennessee. Uh, but he said he liked Tennessee, liked uh, the Vols a lot. Uh, he liked Jeremy Pruitt, said it felt like a family atmosphere here. And uh, a lot of these guys that I talked to at these junior days, they come in and they say, man, Neyland Stadium is just so big. It's the biggest stadium that I've seen so far. Jackson's recruitment might be worth following as well to see because he gets an early offer from Tennessee. So I guess one big takeaway would be that, uh, well, I guess a couple. Tennessee's very much in it with a guy who's committed elsewhere. But also it it could be a long way to go with the conversation potentially with both guys if they are going to be a package deal and they pick up offers from multiple schools. That's something that could come into play too. Yeah, and again, it's early on. Uh, I think both these guys want to you know, play out the, their senior campaign this fall and then maybe reevaluate midway or maybe after that point. But uh, a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of visits. There might be some combines, some camps that these two will go to. But uh, Joshua Farmer, very confident, saying that we're going to play together no matter what. So we'll have to see if time will tell if it does change. But uh, one thing I like about these guys, you know, Joshua Farmer, six foot three, two forty. Uh, Daryl Jackson, six foot seven, I believe, about six, about uh, two fifty. Big guys. Uh, you watch the huddle film; uh, shows a lot of speed for both of them coming off the edge. Both of them can have a you know hand in the dirt, can stand up in a two point stance. So uh, something that Tennessee needs. And again, Farmer reiterated this, saying uh, Tennessee's been very open with me and saying, hey, we, we need pass rushers. You know, we, we got to have guys get after the quarterback, and uh, that's something that uh, Joshua Farmer and Daryl Jackson want to do. So it uh, could be a two-for-two two swap, you know, maybe a year from now. It could be 0-for-2, but these two guys will be kind of linked in recruiting from here on out. Everybody needs pass rushers, but that's probably even emphasized with Tennessee. That still seems like a big question mark right now, wouldn't you say, with what guys, what Tennessee's going to have on the edge, who can step up as a pass rusher, not just for 2020 but beyond. Oh, for sure. You know, you're losing Daryl Taylor, who had a really nice second uh, half of his, uh, you know, really career at Tennessee, finishing, uh, had, had a couple blow-up games in 2018, uh, had a really nice second half of the year in 2019, but you're losing him. And that other outside linebacker spot, that's the spot that Tennessee takes out to bring in its uh, its package with Sean Schamberger in the back end, an extra defensive back star. And so, you know, is that DeAndre Johnson? Is that going to be Roman Harrison? Is it going to be Kaveris Crouch? Is it going to be, you know, Kevon Bennett? Uh, there's a lot of question marks there. You know, Kaveris Crouch could go to the inside, but Tennessee just signed about three about three guys that can play inside as well. Uh, so pass rush uh, really is a question mark for Tennessee. Tyler Barron, uh, Amari Thomas, some other guys Tennessee signed. But a lot of questions to your point. And so um, especially if Kaveris Crouch moves inside, that's a guy that's at least played it that you don't know much about. Roman Harrison, uh, who came on, had a couple of sacks. You saw him a little bit early on, uh, was playing critical downs against BYU in that loss at home, came on, finished the season strong. He's actually first cousins with uh, Joshua Farmer, a guy we're just talking about that was on campus, uh, said that uh, he was he was there, he was hanging out with him on Saturday, and he's, he's talked about Tennessee and how he's enjoyed it so far. Uh, talked about Chris Rump and how he's the real deal. And so I thought that was a unique thing too. So you already have, with Farmer, you already have the, the combo deal, one half of the combo deal committed to Tennessee. Um, his cousin is at Tennessee, so you got to think the Vols are in good position here. Eric Kane, I'm producing the facts. You can hear it at 7.30. You can always listen to it online uh, on the uh, WNML app, the podcast section as well. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Long way to go in recruiting for 2021. Obviously, we have uh, at least another 10 months to go before the early signing period and another year to go before everything is wrapped up for 2021, which means there's another football season to go. And just like a year ago, what happens on the field is going to have a major impact on what happens for Tennessee's recruiting in 2021. I think you have to like the way that the staff is coming together, and we'll still wait to see if 
the staff is finalized the way that it is or if any other changes take place. But Tennessee, I think, is in a a good spot with a number of big-time recruits while also still having to play catch-up with where Alabama is and Georgia, Clemson. Adding Jay Graham to the staff really is nice for Tennessee considering David Johnson was so well-respected as a recruiter and, and was so impactful in what he was able to do. Having Jay Graham join the staff with his history at Tennessee and his history recruiting, plus he's a good coach, I think that's a big win for Tennessee as well. So the main players to pay attention to on Wednesday will be wide receiver Malachi Weidman and athlete D. Beckwith. If Tennessee can land both of those guys, I think Tennessee's coaching staff will be ecstatic. If Tennessee is able to add one guy, well, you've added a, a talented player, and then let's see what happens from there. Let's see how Tennessee manages its scholarships, and we'll continue to wait to see what happens with running back Zach Evans. We'll have a ton of coverage for you on Wednesday during the day with signing day. Thanks for being here on Football Futures. Eric Kane is coming up next before Vol Calls begins at 8 o'clock on FM 99.1, the sports.